Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to episode 22 of Synergetic Culture. My name's Adam Bieber, and I want to welcome you to part four of our eight-part series called Eight Soft Skills That Will Change the Way You Lead. I appreciate you listening today, and I'm excited to jump back into another area of focus in this series where we're going to be talking about a soft skill that I think is really, really important, that I think if you focus on, work on, practice, implement in your life, you're going to improve your leadership. You're going to improve the team that you're on and the people that you're around as a result. And that's the focus. That's the purpose of Synergetic Culture, to provide practical and tangible content that helps you build a synergetic culture. So today is part four of this eight-part series, and we're going to be talking about flexibility. Now, when I was planning this episode, I started thinking about physical flexibility because that's something I just am not. I grew up playing sports with my brothers was a high school athlete, played football, been pretty active in my 20s and into my late 20s, run a couple of half marathons, stayed active. One piece of this puzzle that I've never been able to get good at is flexibility. And I know it requires time and effort and energy to stretch and do yoga and do certain things to help get your muscles more flexible, your body more pliable and flexible. And um, it's something I've always just not been so good at. And uh, I have friends that are like pretty dang flexible and it doesn't seem like they really have to put forth much effort for it. And to them, I applaud you. Um, But flexibility for me has always been met with a lot of tension and resistance because it's just hard. Um, It's hard to make something that's flexible not and um, and it's just always been a challenge. Now, as I've gotten older, I've realized, especially into my late 20s, I realized how valuable pliability and flexibility is because I just get more sore a lot faster. Um, you know, I feel like I, I realize how important it is to really stretch after a long run. Um, and just being physically flexible improves the performance of whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, I I love football. Football is my favorite sport. Um, I, I, I probably am tied between pro and college. I love watching both. I don't have super strong allegiances because I grew up all over the place. But since I've been in Georgia the longest, I would say I call myself a Georgia Bulldogs fan for college. 
Um, and for the pros, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. So a Georgia fan, home home state, and uh, I just love football. I played it uh, growing up, offense and defense. Just love the sport. It's super exciting for me. In fact, as uh, we just entered the month of August, like the excitement for me around Saturdays and Sundays being full of football I can hardly contain myself. Um, so something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I love watching the game. I'm fascinated by uh, the players. Um, I think what's so interesting is when uh, I started to become the same age as the majority of the players in the National Football League, and now I'm like, on the older side of the average age of players in the National Football League, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just remarkable what professional athletes are able to do. And um, one of the greatest uh, players in the game of football, a guy by the name of Tom Brady, if you haven't heard of him, he's an incredible, incredible quarterback, um, just absolutely legendary, so many championships, Um what he's been able to do and his longevity in the game. It's just, it's ridiculously remarkable. Um, some of my earliest football memories are watching the, the first Super Bowls that he played in uh, when I was a kid growing up. And it's just crazy to me that for almost as long as I can remember, he's been in the National Football League. I think now he's the oldest player to ever play. Um, he's had the longest career. I think he's going to be 45 during this entire season, which is pretty wild. Maybe maybe even 46. Um, but just some incredible longevity. And uh, there was a documentary that came out a couple of months ago on Disney+, Plus, and it uh, talks about Tom Brady. It kind of follows his career in the Patriots. I think, it, I think it's more focused on Tom Brady, though. Um, and it brings in other people and other other athletes to kind of talk through different phases of his career. And um, there's one part of this documentary where you start to see bits and pieces of Tom Brady working with his own private uh, trainer, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Alex Guerrero. And there's a lot of controversy around his methodology and his practice, and then there were some issues with the fact that he wasn't a part of the football staff and, you know, but was allowed a bunch of access. And there's just a bunch of politics, honestly, involved in it. And that has nothing to do with <laughs> why I'm bringing this up, um, but you might be familiar with it. The reason I bring it up is because one of the things that they spend hours on, like literal hours on every day, is helping Tom Brady be more pliable and more flexible. Um, his routine for exercise and recovery, the TB12 method is what they call it, collaborating with this trainer, they spend so much time. Like in this documentary, you can see them doing different exercises and different massages to help his muscles to recover from workouts, stay pliable, be flexible, be able to adapt to the tension and the stress that playing professional football puts on Tom Brady's body. It's pretty amazing because it made me think about how much of that correlates to flexibility 
in our lives and in our workplaces and in the culture that we're a part of. See, flexibility is kind of like an attitude. When I'm talking about flexibility today, I'm going to use the word adaptability or coachable, but it all comes back to being flexible. And when we are challenged to be flexible, there's oftentimes tension and stress and a demand within the situation. And we really do have two ways of responding. We can uh, meet that tension with tension or we can overcome challenges and adapt to situations by being flexible. There's a phrase that my uh, Marine Corps brothers say, my dad would say it, my brother would say it. I've heard others say it. I don't know if it's just a Marine Corps thing, but like, one of the common phrases I would hear is like, hey, if there's a problem, we adapt and overcome. That's the only option that they see. Adapt, figure it out, be flexible, overcome. Um, and what happens oftentimes is the tension of a problem or a stressor, which by the way, welcome to the, the world. Every single day there's stresses and tensions that we all face, whether it be personal tension and stress um, professional tension and stress, uh, relational tension and stress. Uh, there's so many things that are at play. And I feel like we're constantly met with the, re the need to make a decision between being difficult and challenging and meeting that tension with other tension or responding in a way that shows adaptability and flexibility. Albert Einstein, probably the most famous mathematician, we all know who Einstein was, said the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. I think he realized how change and the ability to be flexible and adaptable shows a level of intelligence, not just in IQ, but in EQ, emotional intelligence. Some of these soft skills are showing how emotionally intelligent somebody is, how adaptable they can be. See, what directly correlates to adaptability is humility. Flexibility and adaptability require humility. And this thought challenged me in a pretty deep way because I feel like similarly to my resistance to flexibility, like physically to stretch and loosen up my hamstrings after a run or something like that, I used to meet tension and stress with more tension and stress. Some of it was my pride. Some of it was my lack of perspective and experience. I can remember being met with tension in my workplace and because of my lack of perspective, because I couldn't see the full picture, I was dead set on doing things my way. Haven't we all experienced that at some point? Whether it be just because of pride or because we just genuinely think this is the only way that we've dug our heels in and chosen to 
push back and meet tension with tension and meet a problem with this is the only way and this is how I'm going to do it. Now, life experience, me thinking back to some of these specific instances really does show me the areas that I had just blind spots. And there were moments where I just made mistakes. I, I pushed back. I, I dug my heels in. I said, I want to do it this way. I, at, at times, would be given direction or suggestion, and my pride would step in, and I would say, nah, I don't think that's the right way. And it caused tension within teams that I've been on, and really, it just was a lack of maturity. And th- I'm talking about, you know, into my late teens and then my early 20s, like just growing thing pains and, and part of the development and growth of me as a human being. My pride would get in the way. And so this idea of flexibility is something that I've had to intentionally work on. Because for me, I'm, I'm a pretty likable person. I think I'm, a, you know, I love to get along with people and I'm very extroverted. So I, I can connect with people and always have lots of energy that I bring. But there were so many areas that I didn't have the, the knowledge, the know-how, the experience to uh, apply to problem solving an issue. And so it just took time for me to, to work through that. And so this challenges me. This really does like this idea and this soft skill, something that I've intentionally focused on for myself. And I'm sharing it with you um, a bit, giving you a kind of some insight into how my brain works and things that I've struggled with being vulnerable here because I, I mean, I just want to be real with you. This is not something that's easy, but what I've learned over time is the value of humility and how it makes me more flexible as a person and a professional that has led to elevated leadership and influence in, in workplaces. Now, this is something I'm still working on. I'm still met with tension and challenges all the time. And sometimes my flexibility is on point. And sometimes my pride still kicks in and it's a challenge for me. But I think that I'm not the only one, which is why I'm sharing this with you. And which is why I think it's important for us to talk about it and to focus on it. See, in the workplace, things don't always go according to plan. And that's just the truth about life. And so there needs to be a flexibility and adaptability. In one of the other episodes, we talked about um, some concepts from a, a website called Mind Tools. And their definition of flexibility is the capacity to adjust to short-term change quickly and calmly so that you can deal with unexpected problems or tasks effectively. To be able to deal with unexpected problems or tasks effectively, it requires somebody being flexible. I've never seen everything just go according to plan. It really doesn't matter what profession you sit in. But I've never seen 
it just go completely according to plan, exactly how we practice, exactly how we're prepared for. There's always a challenge that arises, something that we weren't expecting or that changes the, the dynamic or the scenario. Now, we've talked about preparation before on this podcast. I use the five Ps. Uh, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And, uh, you know, failure to prepare is preparing for failure. These, these fun phrases. And no matter how much you prepare and go into something ready, there's always this potential and oftentimes reality that things are not going to go according to plan. And that's where flexibility has to kick in. And when it kicks in, we have the opportunity to not just develop ourselves. See, flexibility does several things for us. It makes us more pliable as, as a team member, more flexible. We're able to withstand more tension and stress. I keep going back to this idea around Tom Brady because this is a guy who's put his body to the test for 20-plus NFL professional football seasons and part of the key to his success is his flexibility because his body withstands so much tension and stress and and resistance when we're met with that in our personal life in our professional life stress tension resistance our ability to be flexible increases our longevity to deal with and overcome and problem solve through those challenges. I don't know about you, but I want longevity and leadership. One of the ways we do that is by being flexible. What it does is it helps us to strengthen the areas that we're not as strong in. The areas that I tend to get prideful with are the areas that I'm less confident in, and so I try to overcompensate and really try to just make it happen. And those are the areas that I need to develop and I need to grow. And so being flexible helps to develop and grow that. When there's a problem that I'm faced with and I'm given direction on how to handle that problem, I need to be humble enough to hear that feedback and flexible enough to pivot away from what I thought might have been the best way to handle it. So not only does it help me develop as a person, it gives me more perspective, more insight, more experience, gives me an opportunity to grow, strengthen areas I'm not strong in, but it shows the peers of, 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 of uh, your peers, the people around you, that you're going to be flexible and you're willing to not always be right. Like when I'm on a team, I want them to know that that I'm not just going to sit there and push my point and push my opinion. I'm willing to hear other ways that things can be done and learn from the people around me. But what it does is, is by verbalizing that flexibility and humility, by displaying it in action, it creates a culture that's contagious where, where everybody, for the most part, starts pursuing that flexibility. Within flexibility, it allows for more collaboration, teamwork, things that build each other up. I love nothing more, and this is just like probably one of my favorite parts about my career right now, is I get to be in a position where I 
get to celebrate the successes of others. I have a team that I work with and they're executing and selling and doing their job and I get to lead them. And for me to be able to celebrate their successes and celebrate the things that they're doing well, it's building a culture of flexibility and adaptability and humility because it's not just me acting it out and saying it, but then each individual on the team begins to practice that same thing. They follow that example and that lead. Whether or not you hold the title of leader, manager, director, whatever, you have the opportunity to lead the people around you. I've said this from the beginning on this podcast. Your position does not determine your potential to make an impact on the people around you. So from your position, it really doesn't matter. You have the potential to be an example of flexibility and adaptability. And then there's another benefit to flexibility. But what it does for leadership, for the people that are above you in leadership, when they are looking for the next leader and they're developing people to take the baton because the reality is we're all not going to be in the same position forever. So if you're a team member and you're looking to to elevate your your career and become a manager, or you're a manager and you want to reach the director level, or you're a director and you want to be a vice president or a, you know a part of the C-suite, an executive. Part of what develops us to be ready to take that baton is being flexible, especially when it comes to how we interact with that leadership. This is smart strategy. Developing this soft skill sets you apart from a large majority of people that may have the same physical qualifications, may have the same amount of time spent in the role, but there's something different about the way you operate because you're flexible, you're adaptable. When a challenge comes, you don't meet that resistance with resistance. You meet it with pliability, flexibility, working through it and being receptive to leadership, guiding, directing, challenging you to be more flexible. I love being challenged. It's sometimes it's uncomfortable. I had a leader not too long ago tell me, Adam, you are capable of a lot more and I want to challenge you to step up and step into the next shoes that you'll wear the next role's responsibilities. Just go ahead and step up and start doing it. I love being challenged like that. What it told me, I'm not currently stepping up. So there's areas that I can strengthen. So we started to talk about it. Hey, what what do you need to see? What, What do I need to work on? And just being willing to be adaptable and flexible. Now, I share my personal story because I'm the only one sitting here. It's not to toot my own horn by any means because my pride still gets in the way sometimes of this principle and this idea. But it really is to share with you and to tell you and and show you just how powerful this one soft skill developing this area can be for you. I mean it when I say, I think these things will change the way you lead. I think these things have the ability 
to affect the culture of the team, environment, and people that you're around. I like the idea of proactively finding ways to improve, elevate, and increase the people around me. That's what building a synergetic culture is all about. Now, earlier this week, I heard somebody say something that was incredibly profound. It just kind of showed me the two options we have. You know, today, and I mentioned earlier, there's two options you have when it comes to what you do when a problem arises. You either meet that tension with tension or you be flexible and figure out your way through it. And you don't have to do it alone. In fact, I don't recommend doing it alone. You work with, with the people around you. You work with your team. You work with your manager. You, you work with your leaders and mentors and people. It, it, it applies to all areas of life. But it, you really do have two options. And today it was, uh, not today, but earlier this week, it was just kind of in passing that somebody said this to me. But we were just chit-chatting about different ideas. And this guy was talking to me about how he's getting ready to move his, his only son, his only child, I'll say, um, into uh, moving him to college. He just graduated high school and moving to college. He and his wife are about to be empty nesters. And he was just talking about how fast time flies. And so I shared with him, Hey, I'm a single dad. I've got a four year old son. And, um, you know, where there's some, here are some of the principles that I've been working with him and teaching him. And, and so we were just chit chatting and he talked about how, the way that he taught his son to overcome problems and challenges. And he said, when you're faced with a problem, you have two options. You either have an excuse for failure or a reason for success. And I sat there and thought about it and I was like, dude, you're spot on. Like we, when we're faced with a problem, we can either... And I, I've done this a thousand times, so it was a bit convicting for me. We can either use that problem as our excuse for why we failed, or we have the ability to be adaptable and flexible and humble to make that part of the reason for success. Like one of my favorite examples I like to use is like physical and, and easy to wrap my mind around. But last year when training for a half marathon, and I've talked about that a little bit too in previous episodes, there were, there were days where I would go out and I would be running and I would just get doggone tired. And I'm not going to lie, there were days where while I was out there, I let my, oh, I'm tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night. Um, I had a really long, stressful day. Uh, my ankle's hurting a little bit because I injured my ankle in high school and I don't feel like it ever healed, like whatever it was. And so instead of finishing the run, I might have stopped and just walked the last half mile. And uh, when this guy told me this quote this past week, this is exactly what I thought of because I thought of how many times did I let my problem be my excuse for failure? Made me feel better about myself <laughs> because I just had, you know, a good excuse. Oh, this happened. You know, I was, it's not my fault. I 
was really stressed out today and just couldn't get a long run in or whatever. But then it brought back just how powerful it is to make it a reason for success. Because I, on the days that I did overcome, on the days that I did push and power through, on the night that I started running at whatever time we started, I think like 10 p.m. and ran or 8 p.m. and ran for four hours or five hours and did 17 miles, I had a reason for success. Like I had a challenge that I faced, but because I overcame that, it became my reason for success. That is such a exciting, um, impactful feeling to have. And I and I I challenge you right now to think about the times that you've overcome an obstacle. Think about the ch- most challenging thing that you've overcome. And think about how good it feels for you to have a reason for success in that. Those moments are replicated with flexibility. You're able to have more reasons for success when you're adaptable and flexible. As opposed to having an excuse for failure. So this is my challenge to you. Get flexible. When you are met with tension, meet it with flexibility. Don't meet tension with tension, but come at it with an adaptable humility to the way that you respond. Listen to the people around you. Listen to your team or your spouse or your, your coworker. Listen to your leader, your mentor, your manager. Take that feedback. Adapt it. Grow, expand your perspective and your experience and watch how you develop, not just as a person, but start to develop the people around you and watch how the people around you start to mirror the action that you take because you're elevating yourself and you're causing the tide to rise, which is raising the tide for everybody. I think it's going to make a difference. Being flexible, it's not easy. It takes work. It takes a lot of work. People spend thousands of dollars like Tom Brady just to be more physically flexible. We've got to be willing to do the work to be more flexible and more adaptable. It's going to make us better leaders. It's going to help us to build more impactful and synergetic cultures and develop the people around us. That's the whole mission and the whole goal. So thank you for listening to this episode episode 22 of our podcast and part four of this eight part series eight soft skills that will change the way you lead thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week thanks guys thank you for listening to today's episode to learn more about synergetic culture we invite you to go to synergeticculture.com sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog and then connect with us on social media We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company.